All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And I am here to break down week 15 of the NFL season. And not a, not a great week, not a great week of football, wasn't it? It was a lot of blowouts, a lot of weird games. Um, You know, let's just dive straight into it. Uh, Where should we start? I feel like let's just start here. Um, the Ravens beat the Jaguars 23 to 7 in a game that um wasn't as close as even the final score kind of felt like. It just didn't feel like a close game. Uh mostly because the the Jags just couldn't really get anything going. Um it's been the same thing all year. I've talked about it over and over again for the Jags. Um they just can't seem to keep drives alive. The third down is really killing them. Three for 13 on third down this game. Um, missed field goals. Kept this game from being even, from really giving them a chance to to stay in the game and, and actually be able to <laughs> be more competitive. Uh, run the ball like they couldn't run the ball at all because they were down two scores for so long. Uh, those two field goals. That's that. That's that hurt. Yeah, like that was a that was definitely a big part of that. Um, because if I remember correctly, the two field goals makes it six ten, going into halftime, and and they probably feel a lot better uh, about their situation if you're down four as opposed to down ten. And then it doesn't help that you know Lamar Jackson just. Did Lamar stuff, uh, but let's stay on the Jags real quick. Uh, so basically, the Jags, I don't even recall whether I had them a pretender or a contender, but at this point, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that they are not a real contending team. Um, you can't, you can't not convert third downs. Right, they went two for three on fourth downs, but that's that's a totally separate thing. That that's desperation. Um, but you can't in the in the most critical moments of your drives just not get it done. Uh, and I'm just being a little bit redundant, but you know, uh, you can't if basically the Jags are like pretty much every other uh, quasi contender that that we have this season. It's kind of as simple as. Can you get the lead and can you hold it? And for most of the good teams, <laughs> there's not there's very few teams right now that feel like if they get down 14 or whatever, whatever it happens to be, that they can actually have like a real legitimate chance to come back or you feel good about them coming back. Like we just haven't really seen that a lot. Um But the Jags are in that boat. Like if they can get a good lead, if they can if they can uh, consistently have the ability to run the ball, then they have a chance. They have, they have a chance in every game because you have Trevor Lawrence, you got a solid O-line, you got uh, a younger-ish defense that's kind of, I guess, starting to come on. Holding, holding In a game like this, you hold Baltimore to 23. I'm actually, that's actually a pretty, pretty solid game on the defensive end. Um, Trayvon Walker's showing up now. You got Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen as your caps on the end of the D line, that's solid. They should be playing better than this, but 
Trevor Lawrence missteps, uh, third downs. Um, you had the weird thing at half where um, you don't clock the ball and you throw it and your receiver can't get out of bounds and all of a sudden you're just going into halftime still down 10 to – what is it? Um, yeah, 10, 10 zip. So maybe, you know, right there, that's like that's the thing coming away from this game that, that hurts is that uh, the Jaguars are probably a little better than this game shows. Just the, It's just been the same thing for them um, all year. Just can't convert on third downs when it matters. And just turnovers, 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 turnovers are, are just a big, the big problem here. Um, so let's look. Uh, before the end of the half, you fumble Trevor Lawrence with the weird fumble. Is there something going on with Trevor Lawrence? With something going on with um, with his right arm? He was shaking it off at, by the end of the game, and he has the two fumbles. It just just a lot going on for the Jaguars. A lot of just weird janky things going on. But let's go back and look. So you in the half, and I'm I'm going backwards from halftime. The in the half, the way you do, uh, that's seven. Uh, the drive before that, you fumble. That's I'm pretty sure they were in field goal range or roughly in field goal range. Let's see. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence fumbles it on the 20, so that's three at a, at, at a minimum most likely. In a world where they make all the every field goal, right, we have a competent field goal kicker. So let's see. End of the half is, is seven. The fumble, you get in three. That's ten. You missed another field goal, that's 13, and you missed the first field goal, that's 16. You go into this half up six, and then the second half goes the way the second half goes. I mean, th- th- nobody comes out the same way after, depending on the, the lead and everything, but um, yeah, you go, that ha- you go into halftime 16-10, and you're feeling really good about, about getting this dub, especially knowing that um, the team on the other side. Uh yeah, the Ravens. You know, I, I, to to put a cap on the Jaguars thing. Um, I just don't think yeah, the Jaguars are most likely gonna going to you know stay in playoff contention. It would it would they would have to just continue to slide after that ankle injury from Trevor Lawrence to just fall out of the playoffs. And the Texans, if they get C.J. Stroud back, can they get hot? Can they get in? Uh, get the number one seed in the AFC South. It's possible. And I don't know what the Jags' upcoming schedule looks like. Let's look. Um, Buccaneers, they could lose that game. Panthers is probably a dub. Titans is probably a win, but they have nothing to play for. And it's very possible that the Titans could be playing to either push the Jags out of the top spot or potentially be playing to kick them out that this could be the Titans Super Bowl you know what I mean uh keeping the Jags from making the playoffs uh yeah that's a tough tough spot to be in as the Jags so you kind of have to beat the Buccaneers next week um but yeah there's a very there's a very high potential that they missed the playoffs man if the Texans can get hot they could it could be trouble um yeah let's go to the other side of the ball uh the Ravens, I've been, you know, a lot of people, rightfully so, have been looking at the Ravens like this is the best team in the AFC probably, um, and 
you know, that's, you know, there's not, that's hard to argue against it. Uh, Right now, they are playing in totality like the best team in the AFC. Uh, I would still, there's still teams that I trust more than the Ravens. And the the biggest thing is um, they haven't fixed the main issue that I've had with them since about week four or five ish. Uh, it, it It's, and it's such a silly thing, right? Um, and it's not, they're not the only team with this problem. Well, not this continues to happen the same with, but the Ravens continuously for the past, what is it? Two, three months now have the same issue and it hasn't shown up and it hasn't, it hasn't been them in the ass a lot this season because they've just been so operating at such a high level that it kind of negates this whole thing, but they have, have a tendency to just kind of stall out, right? Um, they go up two, and I keep saying it over and over again, the Ravens, they go up two scores and then they just pretend like they just don't have to play anymore. And against a good team, against a team like the Bills, the the Chiefs, um, shit, the, the Texans, a, a team, a scrappy team with a good quarterback, good weapons, uh, but but a, a, a quarterback that has been there, done that, and has the ability and the wherewithal and everything to actually be able to make the plays and, and mount a, a comeback against a good defense, they could be in trouble. They could be in very serious trouble. They let Gardner Minshew do it. I mean, that should, as, as good as Gardner Minshew's been playing this year, I don't think anybody looks at Gardner Minshew like he's just some all-time quarterback that has this super high skill level to be able to <laughs> mount comebacks easily. So, um, but, oh, let me fix the mic one more time. But yeah, if you... If the if the Ravens run into a game where they're behind, um, and the other team can and the other team can run the ball and does successfully run the ball, then they have they're gonna have a hard time. Um, right here, I have the Ravens are one in five when their opponent w- runs for more than 130 yards, and the one win they had was when Joe Burrow went down uh, in that. Uh, Monday night game, Sunday night game, whatever night game it was when Joe Burrow got hurt and went out the game and Jake Browning came in. And that was a close game before Joe Burrow uh, got hurt. So there's there's a huge potential here where if you can run on the Ravens, if you can get a lead, uh, manage the clock, pound the ball out, and just try to try to run out of the stadium with a win, pretty high potential that you can win the game I mean they're one and five with a very if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt are they oh and six in those type of situations and I just think it shows that um they just don't have they don't have that that thing that saved they don't have a saving grace type of thing like Lamar is Lamar Lamar is a great player I've I've been saying it um I'll talk about that in a second, like more in a second, but I just don't believe that they have that extra sauce, that extra little gear. I don't think they have another gear to get into when things get dicey, uh, when things get close, uh, when a when you're trying to mount a comeback, when you're behind. I mean, they let the, they let Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns. 
um like come back and and go crazy on them uh let's see and that five goes into the end of last year also i just wanted to point that out i know they've only lost three times and all three of their losses all three opponents have run for at least 130 yards Actually, I want to say it's at 140 yards almost. So there's a clear pathway to beating the Ravens, and it's make them throw the ball deep, basically get up and force Lamar to have to continuously make plays downfield and go score the ball. No, you can't settle for field goals. No, you can't uh, manage time and just run the ball and and no, you have to go pass the ball and make plays and win a game. And I think that's where they struggle at. I think Lamar gets a little tight and he knows that he can't just run and waste waste the clock. And he has to make big plays and he, and he feels the pressure to do that, to make miraculous plays. Now, can he do that? Yes, of course he can do that. He's Lamar Jackson. But also, sometimes little the fumbles haven't, haven't creeped up in a few weeks in a few months not really but is that is that gone will we just not see that again uh yeah i think i think there's in the playoffs we'll get to see because i don't need oh well i lie we will get to see this next week christmas night because when the ravens play the 49ers it's gonna be real it's gonna be serious uh, this is going to be a team that can run the ball. This is a team that can score points, that can go get a lead and squeeze the life out of a team. So we will get to see. We will get to see exactly what I'm saying put to the test. Also, on the other end, the 49ers, if the Ravens get up get up two, three scores, or two scores really, you know, 10 to 14 points somewhere around there, if they get up, can they... Can Brock Purdy do the thing? Do what he, this? A, this is going to be a great game. Uh, but yeah, I just think Lamar hasn't shown me his ability to do that. Uh, let's see. Let's go through the schedule. How many close games have they really had? Uh, Rams last week. That was a good win. But also, you won on a punt re- on a punt return. <laughs> they didn't win. They went to overtime. They let the Rams do do what they did. And they went down and kicked a field goal uh, to, if I, let me see. Let me make sure if I remember this correctly. Yeah, you go score a touchdown and then you let the Rams go score a field goal to tie it. Yeah, it's the same things like. And then you win on a punt return, not necessarily. The offense didn't really have to go do anything. Lamar didn't have to go have that that moment where the game got tight and it was, hey, it's do or die, sudden death, time to, to pull out all all the tricks in the bag and, and go get a dub. But other than that, um, close games. Rams last week, is that's a six-point game. Cardinals, a one-point game with the Cardinals is pretty weird. That's a weird a one a one score game. I'm a one score game with the Cardinals, not one point. But a touchdown game with the Cardinals is a little awkward. A touchdown game with the Titans is a little weird. You lose the Colts game, so you really have you have two wins in one score games. Well, three, 
everything else is blowouts. So it's kind of the, it's what I've been saying is like, can you, if you get behind 10 uh, coming out of the half, can they fight back? If they're down 14 coming out of halftime, can they fight back from that? I don't know. I don't know. And that, that question, the, the question that I have uh, also kind of leads me to the, my next point about the Ravens is I don't, the all of a sudden the talk for the for for two or three weeks now it's been well no it's been longer than that never mind but the the is Lamar the MVP thing creeping back in to the sports talk space is no guys come on now well, if Lamar ends with well how many touchdowns does the guy have like it, it, it's 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 not it's not great you know what I mean like. Let's see. Let's see how many total touchdowns does Lamar have. Uh, he's got 17 passing and so he's got 22 touchdowns. I mean, not crazy. He's going to he's going to end the season with maybe just right around 4000, probably a little under 4000. No, uh, yeah, he'll probably end under four thousand, less than twenty-five passing touchdowns. <sighs> He's already like, it's not remarkable. Um, now is it, it would be somewhat comparable to his MVP season, I guess, because uh, he could end with a thousand rushing yards, seven, eight, nine rushing touchdowns. But the passing touchdowns thing, the fact that we've set up and said that Lamar has become a better passer i i i don't understand that um i always thought lamar was pretty accurate uh especially over the middle of the field um and the deep ball has always been pretty accurate it was just kind of his, the short game and i and I, I understand that it's like you probably are just you're such a super athlete you just imagine like i can just run and get this instead of just passing it around but i, I just think yeah that's the I guess he could win MVP. I just don't think so. I just think the argument a lot of people are having now is like, what is truly valuable? But then if we do that, then it's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Because if you take those two guys off of their respective teams, the, those teams, are they in, are they, are they making top five picks right now? <laughs> like, are they, let alone a playoff team. We already seen what, what happened with Baltimore when they don't have Lamar. They, clinched a playoff berth and damn near beat the Bengals. So with Tyler Huntley, we just watched it last year, but, um, I don't know, man. It could, he, I, I don't think he should, win. I don't know. Can we just do we, like this year is just one of them years where we just need to figure something out with this MVP thing. Cause unless somebody just comes on and has three straight 400 yard games with four or five touchdowns in each game, no interceptions and just blows their stats up to such a ridiculous uh, amount that if we don't do that, then we're just giving the MVP. We're just doing the Steve Nash thing where you give the MVP to the best guy on the best team. And even that you're not doing that because then that would just be Debo or Christian McCaffrey. So, even in that, we're not intellectually being honest about the MVP conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, next game. <laughs> ah! 
the Bills beat the Cowboys 31-10. to uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I also don't hate to say I told you so. Uh, especially when it comes to any AFC West team or the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Uh, let's just start with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have two compounding issues that fit like the shittiest glove possible uh a quarterback that plays scared and essentially is just almost a non-factor if they're not if they don't have a lead and then on the opposite end a defense that can't stop the run so an offense that can't stay on the field and a defense that can't get off the field (laughs) when they're behind it's just like that's why they get blown out in these losses is because Dak just becomes nothing when they're down and they need somebody to 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 have heroic play and like do something and drag this team out of the mud a la Josh Allen, a la Patrick Mahomes, a la a Joe Burrow or even a Justin Herbert. We've seen do it. Um, these top top tier guys where we've seen them mount comebacks and drag teams from from two-score deficits. That's not Dak. I've been saying it. He is a game manager. Uh, it's just going to get worse. This is just going to – This is gonna. we're going to be talking about this in the summer. Should Dak, should Dak get a new contract, blah, 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 blah. I've said it. No, you don't re-sign Dak. You figure it out. He's got – next. you have till 2020 – Oh, excuse me. You have until 2025 to figure out what to do with the quarterback situation, whether it be drafting somebody in the first two rounds or or maybe you, you rely on Trey Lance, whatever it is. Uh, this game and all the other losses this season are just perfect examples of why Dak is not that guy. That MVP conversation with Dak lasted all of five days. And I'm sure for Cowboys fans, it was really nice. You beat the Eagles. Um you have these you, you, Dak has some big moments and now it's all dead because you can't come back. And then all the all, everything, everybody's talking about the road wins and all this. It's not that it's not that they can't win on the road. I think the Cowboys are fully competent to be able to in, in winning on the road. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is they have the same it's the same thing a lot of these good teams have the same issue this year is that if you are down two scores do you have the quarterback who can drag you back now the cowboys the on the ravens end they have the defense that i'm i would am not totally worried that they can can't stop the opposing team from hitting that 130 yard uh threshold they're perfectly capable of doing that the cowboys on the other hand this has been a red flag issue for a, a couple of years now with the cowboys is the lack of size in the second level in their linebacking in their linebacking unit and just playing downhill on runs they just don't they want to get a lead and those guys up front, Michael Parsons especially, be able to just pin their ear, ears back and go attack the quarterback. And if they can't do that, they don't really have the hogs up front to fight against a, a team that can just pound the rock. 
And the Bills aren't even really a team that can pound the rock like that. Like, that's the craziest part. It's like, I know James Cook, since Joe Brady took over, has been cooking, to say the least. But, like, the the Bills' offensive line, is that, are they really that good? Are they just a punishing offensive line that just takes over games? No. Is James Cook just an all-worldly running back? Maybe, maybe... Maybe he's emerging into that, but he hasn't been up to this point. So it's like the Cowboys have a lot of issues. Uh, (laughs) At the worst possible time, they're going to do the worst possible thing. And this is it. I said, Dak is your MVP as long as he doesn't shit his pants. And what does he go do? Shits his pants on command, on cue, right on time. Uh, could this maybe help them tighten up and get hot for a playoff run? Sure, that's possible. That's very possible. I still think this is a good, solid team all around. But your two main issues are just like peanut butter and jelly. Um, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they are just a perfect fit of games like this, of games like. If the 49ers have a good game, if the Lions have a good game, if um, shit, even like the Packers, like a team like that or the Buccaneers, if they can just get a lead and just let Rashad White. Like there's a lot of teams in the league right now that could take advantage of, of this issue that the Cowboys have. And I don't know what else. I'm supposed to say about him. I've seen I've seen this coming. I can I can see you can see it coming a mile away. Like that's the big issue with a lot of these good top teams right now is what happens if you don't just get a 20 point lead. What happens when you have to face real adversity? Excuse me. What do you do? And the Cowboys apparently it's just fall asleep. Just go just go home. Just go home back to to Dallas and <laughs> take your lump. And then next week they play the Dolphins. Oh, can the Dolphins put up 200 yards rushing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the best rushing teams in the league. We've seen what they did to the Broncos. Are the Broncos? Let's look this up. The Broncos team statistics. For 2023, of course, that's what their league ranking in rush defense is 22, uh, 22, 32, dead last for yards, 22nd for touchdowns, and 32nd for yards per attempt. And let's go with the Cowboys because if I remember correctly, the Cowboys are floating right around 20. So it's not like it's a far fetched idea. Um, let's see. Attempts, 19 yards, 19 touchdowns, 19 yards per attempt, 18. So they don't give up as many explosive. Those stats would tell me they don't give up as many explosive runs as the Broncos. And I would love to see what, what those rankings are. If you just made that, uh, Dolphins game, a league average game where they would rank rushing wise. But all of that says, you're primed for a tough day 
And don't don't like then you add in the fact that you have you have to take care of Waddle and Tyreek and you're in for a tough night. The upside is the Dolphins defense is soft. So can you come out? Could the Cowboys be upset at this loss to the Bills and just come out and punch them in the mouth? Yeah, that is definitely a possibility. Um, But. It's the Cowboys. What? <laughs> I mean, like, perfect. The wrong, worst thing at the wrong time would just be to go on a losing a little skid right here at the end of the season to just blow everything. And so they have the Dolphins. And look, I, right on cue, Dolphins are a team set up to take advantage of that weakness of not being able to do anything with the comeback. The Lions, another perfect example. If the Lions get up 14, they have the dogs and that offensive line to just pound the life out of the Cowboys. Um, and it's just, to be honest, it all the defensive stuff is cool, right? But the real thing is, you got a guy back there making 40 50 million dollars a year who you don't expect to go win a game in one of those situations everybody else that's up there doing that right now are you're expected to go go make something happen bro and i don't know what you do that's the problem with with the quarterback situation is if you're a team that is trying to contend what do you do? You can't, it's like you, you can't really go just throw Dak away. But then also like we talked about on the pod last week is like, okay, so you got to pay next 2025. You got to pay Dak. You got to pay Micah. You got to pay uh, your two hall of fame uh, linemen, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. You got to pay Micah. You got to pay CD lamb. You got to pay all the ancillary pieces around those guys also or do you just flip them and try to draft well like basically the cowboys the next four or five years are extremely dependent on them hitting the ball out of the park when it comes to the draft the next two draft well really next this upcoming 2024 draft they have to hit that out of the park perfect to really kind of get out of this a little bit clean and keep Dak and continue to contend, or you're going to have shit. You're going to have 60% of your salary cap tied up in five, six guys. That's where you're at. Just better, you better pray that Trey Lance is good. Um, now, on the other side of the ball, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. Are the Bills the hottest team in the AFC, the hottest team in the league? Are they the scariest team, the team that nobody wants to see in the play? No. No, no, no. Because we don't get to do this. I've said it. I, I might not have said it on here a thousand times. You don't get to do this thing where you simultaneously say the Chiefs are broken, the offense is dead, Patrick Mahomes is broken, uh, like they're done for, like they don't have the weapons, they're a bad team, and then also turn around and say, but because they because the Bills beat the Chiefs, they're the hottest team in the AFC. They won two games. They're not on some like crazy winning streak like the Broncos went on. They won two games. <laughs> this is the same team that lost to the Jets and the Patriots. Now are they catching on? Are they are they getting hot at the right time of the year? Seems like it. But also, we don't get you don't we can't do that. We can't just 
we can't have both things right we can't we can't have both things we can't have it both ways where the chiefs are a terrible team now and they're they're, they're not a real contenders but then also the bills are awesome because they beat that team that a lot of people are turning on and saying they're not a real contender um yeah no this is just this is what the bills do they're up and down they're up and down and they lose win these two games against two good teams and they could very easily lose two more games and just be completely out of the playoffs. That's not out of like that. Well, that wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Like, there's no way we would have thought they lost to the Patriots at the time, or the Jets opening night. No way, especially with Aaron Rodgers going down in that Jets game. Um, but then it's like in the beginning of the season, there's no way we would have thought they would have blown out Miami by 30 points either. I don't know what to do with this team. I like I like Josh Allen. I think. He is the saving grace for this team. I honestly think if they get in the playoffs, that's my MVP. If they win out, that's the MVP. Just give it to Josh Allen. I don't care if he throws 27 interceptions. (laughs) Like The fact that he carried that team into the playoffs, especially if they win a playoff game on top of that. um, Yeah, because... His wide receivers also aren't really producing digs for the past four weeks he pops up every once in a while but he's not performing at the same rate that he has been uh james cook has is starting to come on now and i just think you know i still think the team behind the main guy is kind of slipping and when they stepped up this is what you get you blow out a top five arguably a top five team in the in the nfl right now and uh they just have to hold on for dear life, I guess. Um, yeah, the fact, Josh, they won that game. Josh Allen threw the ball 15 times. Like, I, I went through all of this and never even mentioned, like, James Cook ran for 179 yards. That's pretty crazy. And then somehow, being down so bad, all Dak can muster up is 134 yards and a pick. Let's see. What are they? Uh, third down, five for 13. So they weren't bad on third down. It just couldn't get it done. Time of possession was 24 minutes to 35 minutes. That's pretty bad. Five penalties and a turnover, and the game's over. Well, I'm, uh, Dak's pick was late, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Dak's pick was, oh, they was already <laughs> down 30. So I'm not going to penalize him on that pick, but... The guy who plays scared. Put somebody else in there, man, or this, this is going to be a sad crash out for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, not put them in there right now, but you need to start. They need to figure something else out for the future. Uh, let's get to the boys. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Patriots twenty-seven to seventeen, and it was the it was this game was more of a blowout than the score would indicate. Uh. Because you, you, you factor in two picks from Mahomes and they kneel the ball out with three, almost three and a half minutes left. They just take knees and give it back to the Patriots on their own 10 or 10 yard line, 15 yard line. Uh, yeah, Pat was great. I mean, this was a good game. Like this was this was a good, solid game. From the offense, from the Chiefs, on the defensive end, the Chiefs, you know, 
they've I, I don't want to say they struggled a little bit because they basically held what five teams straight to around 20 17 or 20 points let's see uh the defense has held the past teams to 17 20 27 17 21 14 24 yeah it's like they've got scored on more than they they've only had 30 put on one time no never excuse me so yeah 27 points from the packers is the big big scoring surge here uh the receiving stuff is still just so so crazy um where is it sky more sky more's catch doesn't even count wait sky more had a catch and a fumble it just doesn't count as anything because we recovered it. That's crazy. I never realized that. That if you make have a catch, fumble it, and then somebody else recovers it, it doesn't even count. <laughs> it just counts for nothing. So in the stat book, the Sky Moore just didn't even play. <laughs> Hold on, there's no way, bro. There's no way bro no way sky more no i've refused to believe this he had no, just nothing he played 16 snaps and had no target like bro this is so crazy the fall like, oh, man. What is his stats this year? 14 games. He has 21 catches for 244 yards. Jesus Christ. Uh, But, yeah. So, let's see. The receiving thing is still just crazy. The fact that Rasheed Rice... Um, nine targets, nine catches, ninety yards, and a touchdown. Uh, had another fumble though. See, this is the problem: is is what is the score? What is the what does this game look like if the receivers just don't have all these glaring major issues? Because that's what this game really showed. Um, like Kadarius Tony, what? It, where's this? That's two catches for five yards, but he has. The drop that turns into an interception because he bobbles it, pops it in the air, and it's an interception. Um, Sky Moore has a catch and a fumble. Rasheed Rice goes crazy, but he fumbles pretty much every single game. And then you have a no-show Travis Kelsey game where he was just a non-factor. And still squeeze out the win because Clyde Edwards a layer has a big screen pass and takes it in and has a has a, a crazy catch in the end zone. Um yeah it's just a weird it's just a weird game. So wait, where did the other touchdown come from? I don't even remember. That's sad. Ah, Jarek McKinnon threw the other touchdown. That's right. Okay, okay. That's why Pat only has two touchdowns because Jarek McKinnon had the little uh, touch pass jet sweep thing. But, hey, 
I think I think the struggles, the, the same issue is the same thing. The same issues for the Chiefs are still there. They didn't fix them. They fixed how they operate. The offense was slightly different, so it looked a little better. Uh, a heavy reliance on Rasheed Rice. And I guess they kind of tried to run the ball a little bit. Clyde was okay. I mean, when Pacheco comes back, I think it'll be a... I think it'll be a lot better. Um, but yeah, the the operation has changed up a little bit, and that is that makes me feel better. But also the same exact issues over and over again are just crazy. Drops, fumbles, penalties. How many penalties? they had? Only had two penalties. Only had two penalties. But man, Jawan Taylor was getting cooked. Wanye Morris was getting cooked. They didn't necessarily get home a lot. They got home what three times, so you know, not they didn't. It wasn't crazy, but they were getting cooked. And I still think I think can can they can they get hot and make a run? Sure, but the the wide receiver issues have to, yeah. They're just gonna have to have timely moments where this where it doesn't happen. For that to be a reality. And right now it just kind of feels like. You know. They'll get to the AFC championship game again. And it'll something crazy will happen. It'll be a tip pass for an interception. And a touchdown in the fourth quarter to end the game. Some some weird stuff like that. But overall. overall good solid dub. Uh, let's move on. And let's kind of rapid fire the rest of these games. And get out of here with a quick pod. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, man, beat the Packers and had a perfect passer rating. The only time that's ever happened since the stat was kept in Lambeau Field. Uh, Yeah, he went crazy. Baker Mayfield went crazy. 381 for four touchdowns. Uh, Rashad White, finally, they get a little, they're getting a little more out of Rashad White. They, I, I was saying it earlier in the season, like, wait, why is this guy not getting touches? Like, what's going on here? Um. Still, uh, Jordan Love still played really good. Just the defense couldn't put a couldn't put a lid on Baker. Man, uh, any any weird stats that stand out? No, not really. Just yeah, just Baker lost his mind, and they just there was nothing they could do with that. Uh, let's see. Let's start back at the top. Um, yeah, Lions blow out the Broncos. That was sad. Uh, the Colts just completely putting a whooping on the Steelers. That game wasn't even really competitive at all, especially in the second half. Um, yeah, Steelers with no Kenny. Oh, Steelers with Kenny Pickett already was not great, and now we're just seeing this issue get worse and worse with Mitch Trubisky out there. Uh, the Bengals with just Jake Browning squeeze out a win against Nick Mullins. That game was hard to watch on Saturday. Uh, Bears Browns 20 to 17. Ooh, you lose a game where Joe Flacco throws three interceptions and a Hail Mary bounces out, out of a guy's hands at the last second of the game. That's a tough loss for the Bears. Bears don't really need to rack up or collect any any wins here, but that's still pretty demoralizing. Like the defense showed out, and so did the Browns defense. Really, that's what what it's really about. I mean, 
the charade that that Justin Fields is just a good quarterback. That's it's come on now. He had a good couple of weeks, and we we got to stop doing this. Two or three, two or three weeks does not determine how good a guy is. Guys have stretches like that all the time. Is can you can you maintain a, a successful operation for weeks? For six, seven, eight weeks, like this, two, three, like look at Josh, Josh Dobbs is gone. We all thought like, oh, look at all these teams are stupid for not picking up Josh Dobbs, and he's gone already. Like he might as well not even be in the league anymore. They didn't start two separate quarterbacks. They have a third quarterback that they'd probably start over. Uh, well, no, he's hurt, but yeah, like he's the third string quarterback in in for the Vikings right now. Sad, like it's just crazy. But Joe Flacco throws three picks. Everybody thinks he's done, and then he mounts a game-winning comeback. But it's the Bears, so tough. Uh, it's crazy. Browns seven and one at home. Joe Flacco don't lose uh, in Cleveland. Uh, let's see. Texans Titans. The Texans sneak out an overtime win. That's right. They almost had a tie. And they go in and whatever whatever the kicker's name is, the kicker redeems himself and they squeak out a win. Didn't really watch this, but the Case Keenum over Davis Mills seems now like a good choice. Uh, Will Levis, so, still solid, solid, solid game. Not bad, not good, just solid. And that's all you need. That's all you need him to do. Devin Singletary putting the team on his back till C.J. Stroud can uh, think properly again. <laughs> she got rattled. Um, yeah, that was a good win. Good win for the Texans. They need it, especially now with the Jags lost where they tied both 8-6. and six. They're 1-1 one and one against each other. Little, little Texans win the AFC South. Who knows? Uh, Jets. The Dolphins beat the Jets 30 to 0. Nothing to talk about. Zach Wilson is trash. No more Aaron Rodgers. We don't have to talk about Aaron Rodgers ever again for the rest of the season except in the, except week 18 when he decides like uh when they clear him and he plays and he shows I could have played. I could have played in the playoffs if we just made it to the playoffs. But uh, who cares? Uh Saints beat the Giants 24 to 6. The Giants were due for one of these, uh, and the Saints gave it to them. Saints still trying to hold on, still trying to get in there and win that win that uh, AFC or NFC South. Just the worst, most pitiful uh, division in football. Uh, yeah, they're still clinging on, but the the Buccaneers are number one because they have a win over them and they play. I think to end the season. Um, but yeah, speaking of the NFC South being the worst team in worst worst division in the league, the Panthers beat the Falcons in a weird rain game, nine to seven with a walk off field goal. That hurts to be the Falcons and lose that game and basically get knocked out of playoff contention. Essentially, at six and eight, you're you're kind of done, I guess, unless every NFC team loses and you win out. Doesn't it just doesn't seem realistic? Actually, I don't. I wonder. Let me look at the the playoff picture. Are they still in it technically? Like just statistically, because it's like they're done. They're, like after that, you lose to the worst team in the league, you're done for. And they are still in contention. They're actually 
10 at 6 and 8. I guess everybody else is 6 and 8 too. So I guess that's why. Like, NFC is just crazy. Uh, but yeah. Rams beat the Commanders. Which it's, it's 20 to 18, but the Commanders scored 13 of their points in the first, for, fourth quarter. And it wasn't as close as the score would say. Uh, Stafford and, and those guys still balling. Still balling, seeing Cooper Cup out there going crazy again. Kyron Williams, 152 on 27 carries. They just tried to ice the game, and, and they came out with the dub. Meanwhile, Washington, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're supposed to do. New coach, I, like, I don't know what's going on there. Eric Bieniemy. I don't know what's going to happen to Eric Bieniemy. Like, if Ron Rivera's fired, do they move him up? Do they go get Belichick? Do they go, what do they do? I don't know, but that'll be a fun little storyline to watch in the summertime. Uh, 49ers beat the Cardinals 45-29. to 29. Just a whooping. Just a straight-up whooping. And your most likely MVP, Brock Purdy, just gets carried again. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey with 190 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns. And somehow Brock Purdy is the reason they won the game in a lot of people's mind. I don't understand it. I won't understand it, and I refuse to acknowledge Brock Purdy as the MVP. So, even if he wins, not doing it. Kurt Warner, like we're not doing this. We should we should be past this. We we should be past looking at the award like this of just the best quarterback on the best team wins. That's stupid. That's not the that's not MVP. Okay, like we got to stop. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up because Eagles Seahawks is right now. So, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I will be back to preview week 16 in the NFL on Thursday. I almost got it wrong. I almost said the wrong day, but on Thursday. you'll. So, I hope you enjoy. You know what to do. Subscribe to the YouTube. Um, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. All of it is Carver2x. Shoot me a follow. It'll help. Um, leave a comment on what you think uh, think about any of the topics or teams or takes. If you think I'm terribly wrong, leave it in the comments. If you think I'm completely right, leave it in the comments. Either way, leave a comment, subscribe, like the video, and I hope you enjoy. I will see you next time.